0: Attention Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Snerdly. It's time for the soul of excellence.
1: He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York.
0: The Rush Hour is on the air.
1: Rush
0: Rush. Now here's Bo Nerdly.
2: It's Friday here on WABC. Welcome to Rush Hour. Both Snurly's Rush Hour. If you want to be part of the program, 800 848 WABC is the number to call. 800 848 And as always, lots of news, but your phone calls are definitely part of the Friday experience here. 800 848 9222. As we said, Fridays we try to take more calls if we can, and we will do that. Josh Hammer is supposed to be joining us shortly, columnist. Josh has been on the show before. He's quite a knowledgeable character, isn't he? Yes, he is. And he has a column today that I can't wait to, for him to walk us all through. It's called The Only Way Out Is Through. Josh writes for Newsweek. You can find him, though, all over the place. Thank you, Joe. You can find this story at the Daily BS today. Thank you, Joe. Impending IRS rule targets cash app payment of goods and services over $600. Do you use a cash app? I remember when the cash apps were new. I was like, nah, I'm not, why no? But now they're so common and they've become such an easy way to conduct business. Use your phone, send money, get money, use your laptop, your ipad, your what's the Microsoft version of the iPad
1: surf surface
2: yeah, the surf thing, um yeah, or whatever tablet you have, and you can send money, swap money back
1: and forth, and they're easy, but now. Thank you, Biden administration. A new IRS rule.
2: Pay attention, please. Anyone that earns over $600, $600, they are going into your bank account. They Yes, they are. They are going to look at you and your bank account.
1: And if you earn over $600 a year on a payment app, you are going to be required to file a 1099-K form. The threshold used to be $20,000, earned over 200 transactions. Anybody who earns over 600 bucks, and you're using this app, President Joe Biden wants to know where you got your money from. now. It's
2: ironic, isn't it that we can still question where all the Biden money comes from, all the money that has drifted in to the United States from China and found its way into family into Biden family account? Well, we're not supposed to ask questions about that. We're not supposed to look at that, but Joe Biden wants to know what's
1: in your bank account. Go remember that uh, that Capital One commercial. Their slogan, what's
2: in your wallet? They don't want to know what's in your wallet. What's in your bank account?
1: And anything over $600, he wants to stick you. Joe Biden claims that there are hundreds of billionaires who are paying lower federal tax rates than school teachers, police officers, firefighters, and nurses. And so this is part of his proposal for the billionaire minimum tax. It targets payments of goods and services over $600. This thing was so confusing to people in the IRS it delayed its implementation. There was a Twitter, there is a Twitter account called Amuse which Tweeted out, promises kept.
2: Biden promised to go after billionaires, and here is this proof that he is. Most billionaires are hiding their income by using Venmo to collect income at $600 a pop.
1: This new rule will force them to pay their fair share. Thank you, Joe. $600 a pop. I see we have a phone call already. Claire, who wants to
2: talk about something that has been happening. Sean and Mark have been talking about this. Do you know that in, that right now there are a number of car dealers
1: who are trying to get rid of the AM band in car, in cars? They want to just delete
2: AM, cancel AM. And, of course, the warning is this is going to
1: have a really big impact on talk radio. Just get rid of it in people's cars. So we will talk about that. Diane Feinstein hasn't been in the Senate for a while. She came down with a
2: bad case of shingles. First things first, you had a lot of Democrats, this Ro Kahana guy out of California, and then others piped in, why don't you just quit? Why don't you just quit? Just resign. Well, she says she's going to be off the Judiciary Committee for a while. Biden's judicial nominations were being slowed down because of her absence. But that's not good enough. A lot of lawmakers want, on the Democrat side want her to quit. That caused Nancy Pelosi earlier this week to come out and say, Hey, 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 hey. We've had plenty of males who've been sick in the Senate, and you guys don't demand that they quit. I mean, think about that. Fetterman has been gone. He's back now for a while. he went He was depressed, and so he went to Walter Reed to uh treat his depression. None of these other Democrats said, "Oh, he's got to quit and then you go back and look at some of the guys that have hung on for ages, well into their
1: nineties, some of them over the decades, and they've never been asked to quit. There have been some that we knew were having a rough time in terms of their cognitive abilities. Males. Never asked to quit. But Diane Feinstein? She's got to go. Well, there's a story today in the L.A. Times, that Dianne Feinstein's absence in the United States Senate has put
2: focus on the governor out there, Gasm Newsom.
1: He's made a promise. Oh, Gassim oh, has promised that he's going to appoint a black woman as senator. Now, we all know
2: how this, I'm promised to appoint a black woman, turns out, don't we? We've seen this already. We've seen this in the West Wing of the White House. I've got to have a woman. She better be
1: black. We've seen it more recently on the Supreme Court. Except the black woman that
2: was appointed. Successfully to the Supreme Court can't define what a woman
1: is. She refused to during her confirmation hearing. That would be uh, Katanji Brown. Jackson. Brown. Jackson Brown. Something like that. Katanji. Aunt Katanji. Anyway. So now we have another promise. Ogasm Newsom has promised that when
2: Di Fi finally takes the hint and gets off stage, shuffles off into the pastors, the wild Democrat pastors out there in California,
1: that he's going to po- appoint a black woman. Now, the leading candidate that they have in mind is Representative Barbara Lee.
2: Barbara Lee took over the seat of Red Dellums. And if you don't remember who Red Dellums was, Ron Dellums, his nickname was Red, Red Dellums. Kind of a racist, because, you know, red. And he wasn't named that because he was
1: commie red. I mean, that's... Although, I digress. Anyway, Barbara Lee is as radical
2: as they come. She is the radicals, radicals, radical. She was more radical than the progressives are today way back when.
1: So she will be the leading candidate when they finally foresaw Di Fi to take the hike. And that day seems to be coming soon. House Republicans, again,
2: you can find this story on the Daily BS today, dailybs.com. House Republicans introduced bills to claw back federal funds from Soros backed
1: Manhattan DA, Andy Biggs, who we've had we've had on this show. Andy Biggs has filed a pair a pair of bills that will basically force Alvin Bragg's office to give back the federal funds they took. And they're saying one of these bills would prohibit his office from receiving federal funding and would and mandate that he repay any funds received after January 1st. Unlikely to happen. Would have to
2: clear the Senate, and you know there are a few rhinos in the Senate that would never pass it. And even then it would go on to Biden's desk and he wouldn't sign it. Did you see what happened with Joe Biden over in Ireland? A kid asked a question about, you know, what's the future going to be? Will I be handsome? Will I be rich?
1: Or whatever it is. And gas and and Biden started talking about COVID nineteen. His son had to dad, dad. That's
2: not what the little girl. And don't sniff her hair, daddy. That's not what she at. no you can't take showers with her. She's not your daughter. Dad am oh, I being mean? I'm sorry. I mean most I told that recently. I asked a friend of mine, hey, you do know Joe Biden's daughter it was written in her own diary about how her she had to avoid her dad because her dad used to like taking showers with her and she felt it was kind of yicky.
1: I'm making this up. But anyway, I to the story. This is where you got to love
2: the Daily BS and American Wire News. I love the way this story's written. This is how this story starts out. We are now at the point where America is dependent on a former crack addict to ensure the president of the United States can function coherently. And they go through the story of how President Biden was asked about the key to success by a child. And as they say in American Wire News, Tom Tillerson is the writer here. He began yapping about COVID-19. His son, Hunter Biden, had to step in and redirect his 80-year-old
1: father. The president struggled to grasp the question and was stumped by the inquiry.
2: we got to take a break. James Golden, AK nerve here, WABC Talk Radio 7. Birthday. Among the birthdays today. I was born
1: to call daughter,
2: the iconic, the one, the only. Heaven,
0: on a hill in
2: Loretta Lynn. WABC A
0: poor man's dollar.
2: we'll be coming back right after My- this
0: The air, attention, ditto heads, attention, bow scouts, rush on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: The year is nineteen sixty-one, April fourteenth.
0: Cupid, draw back your bow and let your arrow go straight to my lover's heart for me. Sam Cooke please hear my cry and let you know who he
2: you know who's every time i hear to Steve Perry for me. I think of Sam
3: Cooke Yeah i hear it I don't mean to bother you but i'm a little
0: distress. bit. Of
2: yeah me i mean he, yeah it's just kind of a style thing mess. Right but look. we have on the phone with us One of the guys that has, I I love people's names. I love when people just have the perfect name. And we have him, one of the guys in a journalist that has like the perfect name, Josh Hammer. It sounds like you could be a movie star, Josh Josh Hammer, (laughs) the action series coming. (laughs) How you doing, Josh?
4: You know, you're way too kind for me. I, I used to joke growing up that I should have been a baseball player, but unfortunately I could barely get the ball past the pitcher's mound. So that, that, was, that was not meant to be a lesson.
1: <laughs>
2: I mean, I do. I have a friend who's in radio. To me, he has like the perfect, perfect radio name, Lars Larson. It's just like it's just, everything is just perfect, and you have that with radio. I mean, and and Josh Hammer, to me, sounds like a movie name. sounds like you should have a book series named after you. But you have a great column of the day, and I want you to walk us through it. I want us to walk us through The Only Way Out Is Through. It's a strange headline. And tell us what you mean by The Only Way Out Is Through. Yeah, sure thing. So, you know,
4: as the hegemonic left, the cultural assault, the rise of wokeism, all of that, it, it has accelerated so much over the past decade. And I kind of draw a line, a trajectory in the column, really starting around the left's boycott of Chick-fil-A around the time of the same-sex marriage debate about a decade or so ago. Yep. And as they've gotten ever more aggressive, you know, as my friend Eric Erickson, uh, speaking of radio hosts, uh, as Eric likes to say, he said a long time ago, you will be made to care, which is basically translation for you know, in the context of Jack Phillips' masterpiece, Cake Shop out in Colorado, bake the damn cake, bigot. You will not have a choice. You will have to bend the knee to the left cultural agenda. Now, amidst that backdrop, Bo, I think a lot of conservatives have had the instinct to basically just retreat to their enclaves to kind of just try to surround themselves with like-minded people, move to red states, and I, I, I support all of that. I mean, I live in Florida. I live in a red state. I, I very much support that. The problem is that that is a necessary but by no means sufficient condition for surviving this broader onslaught. And I think that conservatives, we on the right in general, basically just have to man up and get dirty when it comes to economic boycotts, things like this pushback against Bud Light for this asinine uh, special campaign they ran with Dylan Mulvaney celebrating, quote unquote, 365 years of girlhood. Another thing that I flagged in the column, a very similar kind of boycott style metric. So the, the former federal judge that I clerked for, Judge Jim Ho on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit, has been the leader on the federal judiciary in terms of boycotting hiring law clerks from woke law schools. He led the charge in boycotting Yale Law School last year after they shouted down a conservative speaker, and most recently he's just added Stanford Law School to that list for what they did to his Fifth Circuit colleague, Kyle Duncan, shouting him down last month. The point here is that these these kind of tactics are not necessarily natural to a lot of conservatives who would really just kind of prefer to just, you know, live and let live, kind of like live in your community, surround yourself with fellow kind of virtuous religious people, but the point of the column is that you can't do that, and the only way out really is to actually fight the fight and ultimately see ourselves through
2: Well, let me ask, because it's, it's interesting you mention that, because last week I, I was in a mood, and I just, I don't care about this Budweiser stuff. I don't care what beer you drink, beer whatever, drink whatever beer you want to drink. You don't want to drink Bud? Don't drink Bud. You want to drink it? Drink it. Who cares? But what you're saying is that that is kind of not going to help us. And I am also incensed by some of these continued culture wars. Uh, this business, look, Josh, we many of us are in the position of having to defend things that are indefensible, almost. It is indefensible to think that a man could be a woman. It just goes against everything that. We are taught. Now, I understand, and I have a great deal of empathy. And I, I say this every time I have to deal with this topic. I have empathy for people that suffer from dysphoria. I'm not denying that dysphoria is real. I'm not denying that there are people who don't like living in the body that they're in. Every time I look at the mirror, I experience that. Like, what happened to me? I don't like this body anymore. And, and to, I have to get to the, in fact, I went to the gym this But I, anyway, wow. don't make it about me. It's, <laughs> but this is, but you're saying we are at the point where we can't afford to sit on the sidelines and be live and let live. We actually have to be activists or take a role in seeing some of these cultural phenom defeated.
4: Yeah, I think that's exactly right. So, you know, once upon a time, My 1L year, my first year of law school, I remember I was taking a course and kind of it was a mandatory course on like formal logic and things like that. And they teach you, they probably still do, that the so-called slippery slope, the notion that if one thing will happen, it'll just be a matter of time until the next thing happens. They teach you in law school, at least when I was there, that that is a so-called, quote, unquote, logical fallacy. But it's not a logical fallacy. It is very, very, very real. And again, if you think back to kind of the same-sex marriage fights, which these days just seem so quaint. I mean, you know, that issue was, was decided by the Obergefell case at the Supreme Court back in 2015. It's almost yesterday's battle. It really did set the stage for so much of what we are now seeing when it comes to the transgender issue. And then you kind of exacerbate that. You augment that reality with the other dual reality that they are coming for our private businesses. Whether you are trying just to, to bake a cake, there's another case at the Supreme Court just this term. It's kind of a similar case. It's called 303 Creative, a case also out of the state of Colorado, involving a Christian marriage website designer. So she basically designs websites, custom websites for people's weddings, and she it would violate her conscience to design a a a, a, a wedding website for a same-sex wedding. But she's being sued to do so. The point is that Live and Let Live, that went out the window many years ago. the, The reality, the inescapable reality, is that they are coming from us. They think that our views are hate speech and that our views do not even merit polite discussion. That's a takeaway from what happened to Judge Duncan at Stanford Law School last month, among many other kind of woke incidents on university campuses all across America. And when it comes to such an obvious kind of slam dunk misalignment between an advertising campaign and a customer base, which is what I view happening to Bud Light with this gobsmacking Dylan Mulvaney campaign. I mean, Bud Light, you know, Bud Light is as American as apple pie and skirting on your income tax. I mean, Bud Light is like a quintessential (laughs) American brand, right? So, I I mean, what a fundamental misalignment there. So if if we don't try to boycott and speak out there, I, I think that we'd be doing a disservice. I really do.
2: Well, let me ask you about this Bud Light situation. Uh, according to the news stories, they've lost about $6 billion in market cap since this happened. Now, do you think the companies that have engaged in these sort of practices before, uh, like Woka Wola, when they went after this, this this lie that Republicans in Georgia were going trying to go back to Jim Crow days, um, we've seen evidence to the contrary, for instance. They were wrong when they, when Coke and Delta and others entered that fight on behalf of the Democrat Party. Now you have Bud losing $6 billion in market cap. Now, we don't know, of course, whether that's going to continue, whether people will say, okay, I, I miss my Bud, I'm going back to it, or whether they will make permanent changes. But do you think that the the instinct for some of these corporations to lean into this woke is a thing that's unshakable, or do you think that, that this lesson that Budweiser is going through right now will cause some of these companies to think twice?
4: I, I think it will cause some, com- some companies to think twice. I, I definitely do not think that this is kind of a – a fundamental one-way ratchet. So I think back to an example from just about a year ago. So it was around April of last year, where here in Florida, where I live, Governor DeSantis really kind of smacked the Walt Disney Company and removed their special tax breaks and various other incentives for the the so-called Reedy Creek Improvement District there in Central Orlando. And it was within a month after that. So that was roughly mid-April. So by by mid-May or so, I remember two things had happened by then. The first thing was ExxonMobil, which is, uh, you know, obviously an international oil and gas company based in Texas. They issued an, an internal missive to all employees, if I recall, instructing them to no longer externally fly, like out the outward facing windows of their offices, the rainbow flag or Black Lives Matter flag. I think they said both of those things. And around the same time as that. So this is a, a late April, early May or so of last year. Well, I guess I I remember exactly when it was. It was May 3rd of last year was when the abortion opinion at the Supreme Court, the Dobbs opinion, leaked. And there was this corporate strategy group that sent a memo to a lot of their corporate clients, and the memo leaked. It, It leaked pretty soon thereafter. Axios wrote it up, if I recall, and lots of other Inside the Beltway publications were on top of it. And this corporate memo to Fortune 500 clients basically said, shh, be quiet. Don't talk about the Dobbs opinion. And, you know, if you read between the lines there, what they're really saying is just don't get involved. Maybe it's not worth your time. I mean, look at what DeSantis just did to Disney, things like that. So I I definitely don't think that this is unshakable, especially when you consider all the effort that some big red states like Texas and Florida and Tennessee are increasingly doing in terms of dictating their uh, the asset managers for their for their pension funds and things like that to not give to companies that do do not singularly prioritize shareholder returns. Uh, So put another way to to disincentivize these asset managers from getting their hands dirty with pro ESG companies, things like that. So, you know, I think the tide is possibly slowly turning on this issue. I mean, really, all we want is to return to the status quo ante where corporations just focus on their shareholders. I mean, it's really not too much to ask, I think
2: it really isn't Josh thank you so much for being with us today as always we love your appearance here we want to have you more so let's be in touch and make sure that you uh, come back with us as often as we would both like
4: I would love that you have a great weekend
2: thank you Josh Hammer, ladies and gentlemen you can find his column in Newsweek today James Golden aka Snurley Bo Snurley's rush hour It's Friday we're gonna get to calls and a lot of other stuff too so don't go away coming right back
1: (laughs)
0: On a cold and gray Chicago morning, a poor little baby child is born in the ghetto.
2: By the way, and this was no a comeback song for Elvis Presley.
3: If one thing Supposedly his time was it up, it ghetto, was over.
2: And think about this. This was his hit. Come back
3: here, April 14th, 1969. I be an angry young man I take a look at in you the ghetto. Me. Are we too blind
2: to see? Or do we simply turn our heads and look
3: the other?
1: The running nose plays in the street as a cold wind blows in the ghetto. This is the rush hour
0: with those nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. As
2: the so, snow which was uh, playing this as because we noticed that again, this song was oh, the comeback song on this Chicago. day back in 69 for Elvis. You know how sometimes you listen to things but you don't hear them? I have listened to In the Ghetto for most of my life and not heard it.
3: there's one thing she don't need I'm
2: listening to the lyrics go by and I'm like, whoa, this is profound.
3: People, don't you understand Your child needs to help you grow to be an angry young man someday.
2: And then I, I said, You know what you this you theme is? I've ahead? heard this theme in a later version. Mm-hmm. And this theme that we just heard, Elvis, profoundly oh, runs through change. lyrically.
0: Once in my life.
2: The same theme is concurrent. <laughs>
0: Gonna feel real good, gonna make a difference, gonna make it right.
2: In this song, and Michael as Jackson turned
0: up the collar my favorite winter code. This wind is a blow in my mind. I see the no kids in the street, but not enough to eat. Who am I to be blind?
2: Of the album charts in the United States. The
3: that's that's, that's 37 weeks, counting.
2: 37 weeks at number one album. And you know that record, in spite of everything that's come and gone since MJ, that record still stands. And what an album thriller was. Rod timberson of course. A genius writer with this one. But you know but there's a guitar solo in what? Beat it? That's right. And who was that?
3: That was our friend Eddie Van Halen there on that album. A lot of you know Michael had a lot of great musicians play with him. A lot of great oh producers. My. Quincy Jones produced this one, right? Yep. And then he went uh won a record uh what, nine? Grammys, oh, Grammys, eight, nine Grammys, how many? Do Eleven, something like that. Beyonce I think Beyonce
2: kind of beat that one out finally, but yeah. You have you have um you have beat it.
3: Beat it, we do have. Hang on.
2: With Eddie Van Halen, yeah. It's Friday. Relax. The news isn't going anywhere.
3: And uh, you know, I'm just informed by our imaging manager and imaging creative, Chris Liberzini, saying uh, Eddie never got paid.
2: Eddie never got paid
3: for this. Well,
2: isn't that something? Ready? Michael Jackson. <laughs> On WABC, let's head to the phones. Claire in Long Island. Thank you for waiting. How are you, Claire? Hi James. It's Claire. How are you? I am good, Claire. Thank thank you so much for
4: all you do. James, the problem is that I'd like to talk about is for over thirty years our family has been using the same brand of car and now we're hearing that when we renew our leases we might be denied access to seventy seven AM radio,
1: which is, you know, we play all day in the car at the beach. We're just such devoted Uh, listeners, what can we do? Who can we complain to?
2: Well, let's start. Now, this is something that has come up with other big radio hosts have been talking about this, and it's not just one car dealer. There are many who are thinking about getting rid of the AM band altogether, supposedly in the EVs. And, by the way, this all kind of plays into what Joe Biden is doing, interestingly enough, demanding that more people – through regulations that they're going to put to make it onerous to own a gasoline vehicle, they want to move most of the country into electric vehicles by 2030. And now these electric vehicles are all saying they want to get rid of AM radio. Well, what does that do? Let's get rid of talk radio by AM 30. I mean, by the year 2030. But oh. here's one thing that you can do. Okay. Most of these radios, most of these cars, these EVs have Bluetooth now. So the oh, best okay. thing, and I would urge everybody to do that, everybody, don't wait. Get the WABC app.
1: App, okay, get which I W-A-B-C. have on my phone. Okay.
2: Okay. Now, okay. when you get in your car, just mm-hmm. hook up your your, your smartphone to Bluetooth and play your mm-hmm. WABC app. And you will not need the AM band to do it. You'll be able to listen to WABC in your car all day, or whenever you're in your car, you'll have WABC with you.
4: Oh, I hope I, I have an Android. I'll be—I'm a senior. I'll be able to figure it same out. Same thing.
2: <laughs> the, the, the same thing. We have an app that works on Androids. We have the app that works on iPhones. So don't wait. Just start getting into practice now. Get your practice in advance. Get the WABC app and use the Bluetooth connection in your car. So hook up your, your telephone or your mm-hmm. device, your, your iPad or your, your pad, and just play mm-hmm. WABC from your phone or play it from your iPad.
1: Oh, thank you. It's just, her- I mean, moment we're at the beach. It's
4: on, you know, everyone depends on me for all the information at the beach. You know, I'm listening to all
2: of you. Oh, thank you so much. for Right. So there is- and now for the beach, here's something else you can do. For the beach, you, you know, they have these little speakers now that you can take with you that are Bluetooth speakers. And they give you a nice punch with music. I I use the JVC ones, but there are a lot of everybody has them. Sony has them. there's so many of them. They're the little speakers, and they hook up Bluetooth. You can travel with them. Keep them in your hotel. You can do all that, and it delivers good stereo quality music and good stereo quality sound. So the same thing. You take your little speaker with you. Not they're not. They don't weigh a lot. You just take them with you. Pack it in your bag. Oh. Set oh. it up. Put your phone on Bluetooth, connect to your speaker, and play the WABC app. You have WABC at the beach. Oh, James, I can't thank you enough. It's a disgrace. And I
4: understand everything you just said about trying to take it away from us.
2: Yep, that's what they're trying to do. All
0: right, James, thank you so much. Be well. Claire,
2: thank you. Thank you, Claire. Love you. Take care now. James Golden, A.K. Snirmi on WABC. That's right, folks. Get that WABC app. Defeat the left. We we can use technology, too, and WABC, you can keep. Of course, they shouldn't get rid of the AM ban, but if they dare make sure in advance, get that WABC app, keep it with you. James Golden, AK Snowden, coming back right after this. 1983, April 14th, today's date, David Bowie, Let's Dance, Let's dance. the album,
1: dance. The album dance
2: the blues. is released, the by the way, shout out to Omar Hakim playing drums on this track, and this is one of the iconic drum tracks. Of all time. Omar Hakeem on drums, David Bowie, Nile Rodgers from She produced a lot of this album.
1: The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdley on the Red Apple Podcast
0: Network.
2: 1985, April 14th, Bill Collins releases this monster smash. Now, Rich, you book somebody for next week. Yes. Tell everybody who's coming on Boats and Rush Hour next week.
3: The legendary John Cicada will be on to uh, talk about his great career and all of his fabulous hits. He'll be on. We uh, love John Cicada. Yes. I believe yeah. he'll be on his uh, schedule right now for Tuesday.
2: All right, and on Mark Stein Day. So Tuesday's going to be a, an incredible day for both Nervy's Rush Hour. We are scheduled to have John Cicada and we're scheduled to have Mark Stein with us.
0: We can ask him if he wrote the songs in English or Spanish first. I, you're going to
2: ask him that, <laughs> Scott? Because that's something, no, we, seriously, we've been asking that question on the air. We don't know. And then, Scott, you're ready for tomorrow's show. Tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, is our Saturday morning tomorrow's radio. Saturday already. Yeah, already. Bad God. Yeah. Now, last week, Scott did a story that caused us a lot of reaction. Nice going.
0: Scott was told to do a story that caused us.
2: Scott did a story. He
3: talked about the girl and her dog. Her dogs. (sighs)
0: Well, this week, we're going to talk about a javelin, a 17-year-old boy, and a coach.
3: Okay. Oh, that sounds like it's not going to end well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Depends on the perspective. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Depends who who you are in the situation. Uh, So tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., Saturday morning, radio extravaganza. We have a ball on Saturdays. We hope you're here with us. Let's get back to the telephones. Patrick in Indiana, thank you for waiting. How
0: are you? Hi, James. I uh, have a solution. The only way to um, hold Biden accountable, Bash and all the Democrats, is to impeach Biden for treason, according to Article Three, Section One, Clause Two, um, giving aid and comfort to the enemy is is a reason for treason, and um, uh, Biden did this. The first two things he did, or whoever's behind Biden, I think it's Obama, is the deep state. But um, Article Three, Section One, Clause Patrick. Two. What?
2: May I may I please interrupt you, my friend?
1: Uh-huh.
2: A little bit of reality here. That's a nice thought. It's never going to happen. You do realize that, right?
0: Well, there's only one way that it could happen. If um no, and debate m- you Patrick, or, um, Patrick. Wait a minute. Why it not it let me tell never, you how this
2: It will never happen. Patrick, I understand how it works. I understand how impeachment works. Now, the House could go along and say, okay, Republican House members, if they're going to impeach Joe Biden, but number one, you're not going to get all the Republicans to go along with it. Why? Mathematics, Patrick. I'm not trying to be mean to you to cut you off, but there are enough rhinos in the House that would never vote for impeachment articles against Joe Biden. It will not happen. It will not happen. There are too many rhinos in the Republican caucus who even if they believed everything you said, and they said, yep, this is sound reasoning, let's go to good old Article 3, Section 2, Section 5.8.3, it's not going to happen. They're not going to do it, because they think that their own political careers would hang in the balance. And some of these are in swing districts, which means they have to already fight to maintain their seat. And Republicans have such a small edge in the House of Representatives Look, Rush used to call himself the mayor of Rioville, that he wanted to stay in the zone of real. Now, I'm not going to try to rip that handle off of Rush. He was the mayor of Rioville, but there's something to this. When we go through politics, let's be real, and let's really look at things the way they are, not how we would like them to be. There are not the votes in the House, which is why you don't hear any Republicans bringing it up they know it would be political suicide because it would never happen. Now, what can happen is for the Republicans to hold Joe Biden's feet to the fire through hearings as best they can,
1: and even that is going to only yield results of a limited nature. But an impeachment
2: of Joe Biden for treason? No, I'm sorry, my friend. I love you, but that's not going to happen. Bill in New Jersey, welcome. WABC, you're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Snerdley.
0: Mr. Snerdley, good to talk to you, sir. Uh, before I give you my short question, what about the song, You Cheated, You Lied? You remember that, right?
2: You cheated, you lied. Who did that? You don't
0: remember that? Tell me you don't. You have to remember that song. It's I old, know. but... I know the title,
2: but who did it? Time's running out. You gotta tell me. Oh quick.
0: man. All right, listen. The question is, do you think that the media, this left media, that there's some that may not believe what they're believe in what they're doing, but the paycheck is so great and they're living up to the means of that paycheck that they're doing it because of that? Do you think that's possible that some are in it strictly I, I don't, for the You know, dollar we bill? have
2: look, the media has tens of thousands of players in it. And so if you're asking me whether they're among those tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people actually involved in the media, if there are some who don't actually buy the ideology hook, line, and sinker and they're doing what they do for the paycheck, I'd say yes. But that's not most of them. Most of the mainstream media in this country are ideological leftists. That is who they are and you and me and all of us had better realize one thing. Again, I must cite Rush.
1: Rush for many years just kept telling us, folks, these people are not your friends. And
2: these people in the mainstream press want to see you defeated. This is the same thing that Donald Trump says when he says they're not, I'm not the real target, you are. Time to go. We'll be back seven in the morning. Hope you're here bright and early with us on WABC. Get that WABC app. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families. God willing, here tomorrow, 7 a.m. Love and gratitude for being here. Thank you. See you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs>